listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply, from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes, by way the curbs and streets we design. City Engineering touches your life in so many ways, explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Thanks for listening in with us today. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Engineering Division. Your host on this podcast about all things infrastructure in the City of Madison and maybe beyond. Today we are going to talk about why you should care about salt. No, not the salt on your table, but the salt that's basically everywhere else and it's making an impact on our community more than you even realize. Here to talk all things salt, an engineer at the city, Phil Gabler, and stormwater education coordinator for Dane County, Crystal Campbell. Also, both are part of the Madison Area Municipal Stormwater Partnership. Thank you for both for being here with us. Okay, so we're going to cram a lot of information here into these 15, 20 minutes. So we're going to talk about SALT's impact, upcoming SALT certification classes for professional contractors coming up, which residents should choose SALT certified professionals. We'll get into that in just a little bit. And really easy ways people can reduce their SALT use. So let's start simple. Why should we care about how much salt we're using? <laughs> uh, winter, sal- winter road salts and water softener salts are the main uh, sources of chloride pollution to our waters. And I, it might be a surprise to people, but it only takes one teaspoon of salt to permanently pollute five gallons of water. One um, teaspoon. Let's just pause yes. for a second. That is so... that. That, when I first heard that, that was really impactful. One little tiny teaspoon, five gallons. Okay, just making sure our listeners pause for that <laughs> yep. moment. Yes. It is surprising. Yeah, I don't it think is. a lot of people know. So, um, And a lot of the road salt we use in the winter ends up washing down um, down off our, off our roads uh, into ditches, into storm drains, and those storm drains actually end up um, leading right to lakes, rivers, and streams. So it can definitely pollute our waters. Um, it can also seep into the groundwater. And in this area in Dane County, groundwater is our um, drinking water source. It's also the drinking water source for um, most of Wisconsin. So we should be a little concerned. And, and as it moves through the system, it doesn't wait to do its damage. It does its damage the whole way through. So You'll see sometimes you have a parking lot and you have it run off the parking lot and in the spring, all the grass is dead, right? That's Mm -hmm. because of the salt. In that case, it's probably the sodium. The other times, it's chloride. So if you look at, it gets into our drinking water, there's a drinking water standard. And we see wells where our chloride levels are rising up, 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 up. Same with our lakes. And if you have too much salt in an area, you can essentially sterilize the fish eggs and the frog eggs. And so it has an impact both recreationally and just on the ecosystem in general. And then lastly, there's impacts to the, the infrastructure that we drive on. Sure. So bridges are made out of steel. Steel and salt water are a bad combination. Not you get friends. rust and you shorten the life of your bridge. And when you're spending the millions of dollars to replace a bridge, you want to take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then You know, another surprising thing, because I am SALT certified, I have taken the classes, uh, is that it's hard to get the SALT out of the system. It's it's easier in the physicality of putting SALT down, but it's really difficult to get out of the system. Can you kind of shed some light on that and what that means and how hard is it? So, So if you're looking at SALT 
compared to some of the other things we're concerned about, right? If you look at or sediment is something we try to take out of our stormwater system, and you have all the sand and the road grit and stuff that washes through the system. There we can use a detention basin, slow things down, and eventually, given enough time, all that stuff will just settle out on its own, kind of take care of itself. Salt is dissolved. It can sit there forever, and none of it will go away. And so the only way to get salt out is either to distill it, so you evaporate away the water and you're left with the salt, or you run it through reverse osmosis, which takes a ton of energy, mm-hmm. and then all of that salt is left in a concentrated brine that you have to do something with. No easy solutions here. No. Are we over-salting? I, I understand that you know, a, lot of, a lot of people are conscious of their salt use. There's also a lot of people who aren't conscious of their salt use. So as a whole, are we over-salting? <laughs> I, I'd say yes. yes. Um, so yeah. when you're out in the winter and you see just that white blanket of salt, sometimes it actually looks like snow. We don't need that amount of salt to take care of our roads, parking lots, driveways, sidewalks. Um, you actually really need a very small amount of salt um, to to keep roads and, and parking lots and driveways safe. Um, we actually encourage people to apply, if they're going to apply salt, make sure that the, the granular, granules have space in between and there's a certain scatter pattern we're looking for. Um, so, yes, we are using a lot more salt than we actually need to. And some of the evidence of this, when we look at our certification course and we go through and we have people fill out a little worksheet, if they're not someone who's conscientious of oversalting, they'll do their numbers and then look at what we recommend, and they will have 10 to 15 times the amount of salt on a parking lot than, they, than is recommended. So, wow. Right? You could reduce that by half and then half again and half again and still have no appreciable change in the surface on that parking lot. I think that, you know, as I'm listening to you and as I've learned also through our certification class, you know, there's, there's, there's one point where use, we tell people, you know, use less salt in a safe way, obviously, you know, when it comes to winter maintenance. But then there's also the other part where we have to make people care about it, which is important when it comes to creating some change. And I think that, you know, that's the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that this episode in particular is to make sure that, A, we can get some people excited about reducing their salt, you know, more proactive, more um, active in that and learning about it in that education process. And then also just as a whole. So, I mean, I definitely look at salt a whole lot different now, but I think that there's a lot of room for education, which leads me to my next question for both of you. So city and county are working together, uh, Wisconsin salt-wise. So what is that for anyone who really isn't familiar? Sure. Uh, Wisconsin salt-wise is a coalition of organizations working together to reduce salt pollution to our lakes, rivers, streams, and also drinking water. Um, Our focus really is on education right now. Um, So we provide trainings for winter maintenance professionals. um, And during those trainings, they learn about best practices um, to reduce salt use. Um, And then we also also try to encourage uh, businesses and residents to use less salt and just by simple practices that they can do at home as well. Sure. I think one of the great things from SaltWise is it's a place where different communities and different agencies can come together and work to develop those outreach materials so it's a consistent message for people and we also can learn about things other people are doing. 
you know, I learned that Jefferson County, our neighbor to the east, did all, like they changed up the way they treated the expressway last year, where they had a 50% saving in their salt use. And that was really exciting to hear. And it's nice to see the Department of Transportation taking that top level approach. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely worth noting, worth listening, worth sharing. And then, Crystal, you mentioned uh, little things that people can do at home. So as we know, this podcast is a resource for all of the residents of City of Madison and really anyone who's listening, no matter where you live. So what are easy things? You know, when people are home, what can they do to reduce their salt use? Sure. Um we kind of have this saying called the shovel, scatter, switch, and sweep. Um, Try saying that 20 times right. <laughs> three times in a row. Say it one more time. Shovel, scatter, uh, switch, and sweep. So we really encourage people and businesses that maintain their own um, you know, driveways or, or sidewalks or parking lots um, to use mechanical means first. So mm-hmm. shoveling, use brushes. Um, sometimes brushes are actually great when you have just a little bit of snow to remove that snow before it turns into ice. Um, and then again, I bring up the scatter pattern. So um, using the right amount of salt. Um, one cup of salt is enough to treat uh, 20, um, 20 feet of driveway or 10 sidewalk squares. Um, one cup. One cup. And mm-hmm. we're using way more than that, I imagine. Yep. One cup is not very much, but it, a lot little can go a long way. Absolutely. So again, trying to trying to um, to get that, that good scatter pattern. I talked about um, space in between the granules of salt. Um, you don't need a lot, a little or a lot a little goes a long ways, excuse me. Um, and then also just making sure that you know you're using if you are using salt, um, making sure you use it um, when it actually works. So when temperatures fall below 15 degrees, salt doesn't work. Regular road salt does not work. Um, and, you know, at that point, you can either switch to a different de-icer, we call them, um, that works at lower temperatures. Or if you're just looking kind of for traction at that point, you can spread a little bit of sand. But, you know, using salt when it doesn't work is just a complete waste of, you know, it's a waste of money and it's a it's a waste of salt. And that salt can eventually get into our waterways. So. And the other thing is, uh, if you have a water softener, and it's an old water softener that uses a timer, that timer doesn't know how much water you used. And there's new ones that measure the flow of water through that water softener, and it only softens the water that when it needs to, right? It only does the recharge of that resin tube once it's exhausted. So switching from the timer to the newer flow monitor ones can have huge savings. Both, you don't have to buy as much salt, uh, at, right. at the old hardware store, and you uh, do a lot of good on all that brine that you, is created, goes right to the wastewater treatment plant. We want to reduce that as much as we can. I think salt is, it's, it's, it can be a hot topic at times, you know, especially when it comes to the winter season, and we want, we don't want to drive through snow, we don't want to drive through ice, but we also, you know, want to keep people safe, and I think you hit on a point where, some, you know, some of the salt, salt just doesn't work after a, a cold enough temperature. So that's something to keep in mind, but also um, by keeping the environment healthy too, which is also why we're all talking about this. And then our crews that actually put the salt down, whether at 
is a professional contractor or really anyone you hire, anyone listening and chooses to hire somebody um, to help them with their winter winter maintenance, um, you should really look into making sure that they're SALT certified. So we have classes that happen every year. Someone might hear this in the summer, someone might hear this podcast in the winter, um, but no matter the timing, why should you look for somebody who, a professional who is SALT certified, or the classes, and what do they cover? What do they learn when they're SALT certified? So the SALT certification program is something that we rolled out, we at the city rolled out two years ago, and it's a great way for the professionals in the winter maintenance world to show that they understand the correct approach to do the whole package, right? Everything from how to store salt, to how to pick the right material, how to select the right application rate for the storm, how to clean things up, and how to troubleshoot a problem area so that they don't just automatically go to overapply salt. So what you get as a consumer is someone who's conscientious of the environment because they understand the implications they're going to use the least amount of salt possible to do the to do a solid job and I think when people kind of go through and learn about this and show that they're motivated to become salt certified those are the those are the kind of professionals you want working on your property because they're more attentive to details yeah I think as we wrap this up and we're hopefully transforming the way people are thinking of salt and using salt in this episode of the podcast. What are some easy takeaways for anyone listening to this? Any takeaways as as we wrap up this podcast episode that they can actively help reduce the use of salt? So we kind of already talked about the shovel scatter switch sweep. Um, <laughs> you had to get it in there I one know, more time. Um, yes. <laughs> so that's if you're kind of maintaining your own um, properties. Um, but if you do hire uh, hire a winter maintenance professional to to maintain your facility, whether you're a business or a resident, um, making sure that you hire ask if they're salt certified. Um, also just you know asking what methods they use um, letting them know that this is a concern of yours that you're you know you're concerned about the environment you've heard about um, the salt use is that it's a problem it's getting um, it's getting into our our waterways and our groundwater and our drinking water um, and that you want to hire somebody that's um, you know that that uses best practices and to reduce salt use so um, just having that conversation with them I think goes a long ways um, as well and then I think if you are just even you know if you're going to your local coffee shop or you're going to a local business um, letting you know if you see something if you see a lot of salt being um, applied and it's just again that blanket of salt in the winter say something to them and and you know maybe mention the salt certification program and who maintains their their property and that you're a little concerned that there's so much you know way too much salt being used um, and then uh, another thing as a business is just when you're when you're speaking with your winter maintenance professional it's just um, what is that expectation do you need bare pavement all, all through the winter or you know is it possible that one part of your parking lot can be closed off or one entrance can be closed off in the winter so that you don't have to use as much salt um, again just opening that door of communication so they know what your expectation is and, um, and you know what they can do for you two other things is I would you know set a challenge for yourself to use as little salt as possible on your driveway and your sidewalks and you know the key to that is to do mechanical removal Get a nice, good ice scraper and broom away the snow. You can do a lot of, a lot of work with a broom. 
And when you get done, you can also turn your heat down for a little while because you're going to be hot. I was just going to say, it's so <laughs> cold out. We don't want to go outside, <laughs> Phil, and broom right away when it's pouring snow, pouring snow. Snow, a lot of snow is falling. Yeah. But yes, that is a good, like, to just jump out there, broom it out. Yeah. One thing, and then also, uh, if you happen to be on a street where you're, you know, if your drain on the street gets clogged, don't ever use salt to open it. That's putting salt right into the lake because mm-hmm. that pipe is directly connected to the lake. It's getting there. So use a shovel, use your icebreaker, or wait. That's It's that simple. And all the benefits of reducing your salt use are, there are so many. There are so many from financial to environmental. Um, we kind of hit on them a little bit, but if you want to learn more, uh, you can head over to com wisconsinsaltwise.com. Thank you both for being here, talking about salt. The salt conversation will continue as we move forward through the year. Uh, Again, these resources posted on the Engineering Division's website, City's Winter Salt Certification webpage. You can check there for upcoming classes no matter what time of year. Usually they're typically in the fall. Uh, And you can also check in with us at our Engineering Facebook page events where we also post um, possible upcoming winter salt certification classes. So for anyone, if you have any more questions about this topic or really anything else you'd like us to chat about, feel free to call us in Engineering or click over to our City of Madison Engineering Facebook page because as always, we are here for you as a resource every day in engineering.